oftentimes, you know, you'll be in a meeting with someone, you know, you'll fly in, um, you'll fly in, maybe have dinner on a Monday night. And then on Tuesday, you're with them all day. And then you're scheduled to be with them again, maybe Wednesday morning before you fly out at noon. So what I do is ahead of time, I say, look, I'm not um, going, I'm a deep introvert. I'm not going to be available to go out on the Monday night that we're together. And everybody respects that. And then I ask them, but I would like to see your city. So tell me two or three things I should go see and I'll get a Lyft driver and I will um, go out and find these things. And then I get into the Lyft car and I, I tell him, like, look, I've had a really long day. Um, I don't really feel like having conversation. And then it's a matter of just not having to talk. I can go enjoy museums. I can even go enjoy other people as long as I don't have to have conversations with them, as long as I don't have to engage with them because I've been engaged all day and my battery's on empty. And uh, it's been a really simple way of enjoying cities while not being so taxing. And you're right, I'm a, I'm a deep, deep introvert. doesn't mean I'm shy. It just means I need to recharge my batteries in my own thoughts. And you can do that even when you're at a bookstore or a library or a restaurant or um, you know, a museum. Those are actually great places for introverts because I don't have to have conversations with other people. When you travel for a vacation, you don't worry about a wrinkled shirt. But when you travel for business, being connected, being presentable, and not having dead batteries are true causes for concern. So get on board for some business travel hacks with your host, Brian Eisenberg. My name is Tim Miles, and I, I say I'm head custodian because I, I, I just clean up um, a lot of things that a lot of great work other people do in our company. But uh, we have a, a family business that provides marketing, management consulting for family businesses across the, primarily across the U.S. and Canada. And so we have actual clients uh, that are family businesses, you know, ranging in size from, you know, half a million dollars to $50 million dollars. And uh, we consult them day in and day out. And then as a result of that, uh, I've learned a few things over 25 years of doing this. So we, uh, we do a lot of speaking. We've written a couple of books. And uh, it's just a great life. But I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of your podcast. And um, I, I travel extensively. I'm going to have uh, uh, 12 trips from August to Thanksgiving. And, but there, there's no intercontinental, you know, I hear some of your guests, oh, I'm going to Stockholm, oh, I'm going to Costa Rica, oh, I'm going to speak to the penguins and elephant seals in Antarctica. I don't do any of that. I, my, my trips are the, um, almost like the up in the air style trips uh, from uh, Reitman's movie. You know, I'll be going to uh, Milwaukee, then I'll be going to uh, Oklahoma City, then I'll be going to Illinois, then I'll be going to, well, Austin, Texas is, is, is glamorous for me. And that's fine. Because um, I have opportunities to help family businesses grow all over the country. And, and in doing so, uh, I'm part of a great partnership uh, with uh, someone I think is probably the, the smartest small business strategist maybe in the world, uh, a guy named Roy H. Williams, least full of crap guy I've ever met to talk about marketing. And he and I have been business partners along with some other folks, uh, let's see, for me for about 15 years now. What do you wish you knew when you first started traveling for business that you now know? Well, oh, that's such a good question. I think, you know, 
I was a farm boy from from the middle of the Middle West. I grew up on a farm in East Central Illinois. Brian, I didn't get on a plane until I was 27 years old. I didn't see the ocean until I was 27 years old. And and now I'm on over 100 planes a year. And I think if if I gave one piece of advice to people who travel a lot, I would go to a city and people would say, hey, how was Oklahoma City? And I'd say, well, the hotel was great. I didn't get out much. I would do work in the hotel and I would travel. Man, you have an opportunity, even if it's just a half day, find out ahead of time. If only there was a device we could access and learn about cities before we visit them. Um, find out what's new in the town, what's exciting in the town, what the locals are proud of in the town, and go see it just so you can add that to your own cultural memory banks. And as someone who writes a lot, to be able to dip into those things for these various clients is really important. You know, my sister taught me that. She, uh, she and I worked together for many years, and uh, she kind of forced me out of my hotel rooms. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me because I've learned so much about so many different cities. What is your favorite travel hack? My favorite travel hack, I, I don't know. I have an almost... Um, I'm, I'm a fairly disorganized person in my life, and I'm the opposite when it comes to travel. I am the most fastidious, anal-retentive, organized person when it comes to travel, and I have the same routine nearly every time. And so um, my, my favorite travel hack is just to pack light. I, I, have, I use Bear, which is a note-taking app um, for uh, Mac and iOS, that um, I plan out day by day what I'm going to wear. I compare it to the weather. I know what my events are so that I can minimize the amount of packing I am going to have. Then I use packing cubes and um, just a, either one piece of luggage or a couple pieces of luggage uh, that includes my personal item. And I pack as light as I can. Now, please understand, I'm not a wash my underwear in the sink kind of guy. I'm not, I'm not crazy minimalist. But to travel light is to travel free and easy. And it makes it so much better to um, be a very minimalist person. So I guess I would say that my travel hack is, is multifold, but it all stems from the fact that I make a packing list, you know, two, three days before I go. And I don't copy and paste. I always make a fresh one. And that really relaxes me, gets me oriented and focused towards the trip. Uh, since you travel so light, I imagine you probably take a, you know, the, the, the rollerboard and you probably have like a backpack or something. If uh, we were to take out that backpack and, and look for all the kind of stuff you have in there to kind of make your trip easier, uh, what do you have uh, going on in that backpack, including snacks, possibly? Uh, yes, I do have snacks. Now, I listen to your podcast, and everybody's absurdly healthy. They talk about their workouts, and, and I'm, you know, I'm an outlier, I guess. I'm, I, uh, I've lost a bunch of weight, but I'm not, I'm not super healthy. I do try to drink a lot more water on the road, and, um, and I do eat... I bring protein bars with me that are Atkins bars, which you can buy off the shelf at any, at any convenience or not convenience store, but any, any grocery store. Um, and I actually don't use wheel. I have two soft sided Tom bin bags, T O M B I H N. I am, um, as big of a fanboy as the Tom bin company. It's out of Seattle as I am. Well, your podcast. And, um, these bags are indestructible. They are, so thoughtful. And I'll carry one or two of those wherever I go. But if you open my bag, the, the one thing most of the time you won't see, Brian, is a laptop. And I hear everybody say, you know, I pack my laptop. I do this. I do that. I 
would we, we could have an entire breakout session on the things I'm able to do on an iPad Pro, the ten and a half inch iPad Pro with the Magic Keyboard and and the Apple Pencil, and it is extraordinary. Now I do a lot of speaking, I do a lot of content creation, and if I'm making a slide deck from scratch, I will use my Mac. I have a 15 inch MacBook Pro, but it mostly stays in clamshell mode in my office, and I use it almost more like an iMac. And I, I make original keynotes on there just because I think it's faster to work with a trackball or a mouse. Um, but editing, editing PowerPoints or keynotes is, is remarkably simple. There's no writing I can't do. There's no video editing I can't do um, because I'm doing basic, not basic, it's, it's fairly advanced, but you know, I'm not producing commercials for clients on, on my iPad. But if I'm shooting promotional videos for an upcoming speaking engagement, I can do pretty much anything with my iPad. It's my notebook. It's my entertainment device. It's my work production device over and over and over again. The thing lasts forever and it's extraordinary. Got a couple of different pair of headphones that I pair with it. Um, I have some uh, Bose in earbuds that are noise canceling. And I've also got a pair of Apple AirPods just because sometimes it's really nice, especially walking around airports to not have to worry about wires. And, um, you know, the, the bag of dongles. I'm pretty sure I saw the band bag of dongles back in college, but you know, I've got the, um, the one for HDMI for the iPad pro. I've got the, um, one for VGA. I've got one for USB just so I can connect it to things, um, at, at, um, keynote at, at conferences. And I've actually just started and you and I talked a little bit about this. It's one thing to know you can give a keynote presentation using an iPad. It's another to do it in front of 600 people for the first time. And, and so I had my laptop in the bag just in case I needed it. But I, I gave uh, three presentations actually at one conference. I spoke three times in, a, in over a couple of days and used my iPad, used the Logitech presenter remote, uh, which has Bluetooth capabilities and it worked just fine. And uh, it was extraordinary. So for me, that is part of traveling light is you rarely will find a laptop in my bag when I travel now, even to conferences. I, I think I'm going to continue to bring it to big conferences so that I've got a backup, but everything's in the cloud. So I could just ask, hey, anybody got a Mac? Anybody got an iPhone? We can at least try to plug it in to run Keynote off of it. So considering that, you know, everything is about uh, this iPad Pro, are there uh, any special apps that you use to, uh, to make your travel life a little bit easier? Yes. Now, uh, if you like, for, uh, your actual, for, for businesstravelhacks.com, I can even take pictures of, you know, like my work folder and my travel folder. But yes, there's, there's a couple of great ones that are, that are critical to me. And they include um, any font, which is a font. You know, um, with iOS 11, they, they drastically improved file management and the ability to move things back and forth throughout the cloud. So the Files app, first of all, is fantastic. But um, there's a font called, or there's a uh, application called AnyFont that allows me to move fonts over from my MacBook Pro that I've used in presentations from the past uh, and use them seamlessly inside, uh, inside Keynote. I use GoodNotes to take notes with. It was... Uh, created by a couple of graduate students who were frustrated with penultimate and things that it couldn't do. And so good notes is for me, 50 notebooks in one. I have one for each client. I have one for each speaking engagement, just where I do research. I have a uh, bear, which is a fantastic 
note-taking app, it's like Evernote without the cruft and, and the slowness as they've built Evernote up over the years. That is wonderful. Um, I do quite a bit of promotional video shooting for, hey, you know, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be there. I can't wait to see you guys. Uh, I use an app called LumaFusion. It is uh, better than iMovie because it is simpler and a little more robust than iMovie. And, you know, those are just some basic ones. We use Basecamp. I'd be lost without Basecamp because even when I go off, you know, to luxurious Sacramento, California to speak at a conference, we've still got, you know, a couple dozen clients that we're serving. And I've got six people who work for me full time and, and another five or six vendors who subcontractors who work for us. So uh, Basecamp keeps us all connected. And um, I'm just really blessed. I, I love this little iPad. It's a great tool. I'd be lost without Kindle um, because I, I am a voracious reader. Um, I use, uh, you know, Flipboard, the times, the wall street journal. Uh, I believe that we all should do our part to pay for, um, at least a few news subscriptions. And it's not all altruistic. I pay for the athletic too, which is a, a sports subscription just because if we don't pay for, uh, I think, I think it was, um, John Oliver who said, if we don't pay for journalism now, we're really going to pay for it later. So, um, I, I pay for a lot of news subscriptions on my iPad so that I can just keep up with things. I love to read. So that's how I pass the time. I try to keep my TV off in my hotel rooms. Otherwise I find myself up at 4am having watched 13 hours of ice road truckers, a show I would never watch otherwise. So, um, I keep the TV off in the room. What or who has impressed you during a travel experience? Edmonton, Alberta, January of this year, we deplaned by ramp it was Fahrenheit. I can't do the conversion for you, but it was so cold they started to merge. The temperature was 26 below, but the wind was like 25 miles an hour. And the ground crew there was dressed like the rebel force on the planet Hoth in Empire. And they worked efficiently, effectively, and I was in awe of them. And also all the guys at O'Hare and all the MSP, all the northern airports who work their tails off so you and I can travel in comfort and convenience. I've been to Edmonton like in February, so I get it. That's, it's that's awful. Big. It's crazy. I never, well, wait, and I was invited by the Minister of Tourism, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been back. Thank you for listening to Business Travel Hacks with your host, Brian Eisenberg. Catch us on the web at businesstravelhacks.com or at Business Travel Hacks on Facebook and Instagram. What's the best lesson you've learned from all of your business travel? Never too high, never too low. Man, don't get too shook about things. You could be outside paving roads in 110 degree heat. If your flight gets canceled, that pilot wanted to get there just as badly as you did. Better it's canceled on the ground than a problem at 31,000 feet. <laughs>